to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Feed You podcast. I'm Elisa Connor, and I'm your host. And I am so grateful that you're here. Thanks for tuning in this week, as I promised. We are talking email, and specifically, we are talking how to stay out of the spam folder. Um, If you're anything like me, you spend a whole lot of time creating email and trying to write the right email to get in front of your audience and get them to engage. And getting stuck in the spam folder and having the reality that people aren't even opening or seeing your email can be so disheartening. So I wanted to put together an episode for you that gives you some actionable ways that you can actually stay out of the spam folder and make the most of your email. And I came up with eight different ways to um, better utilize email marketing and better better, um, adapt your behavior so that you have a higher likelihood of staying out of the spam folder and getting in front of the people you need to get in front of and getting them to engage with you and then eventually convert. So at the end, I've actually put together a few tips for you to educate your new subscribers so that you don't end up in the spam uh, filter right away. And you can, and I'll share with the, I'll share those with you at the end. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but let's talk about, you know, number one, um, let's talk about having someone report you as spam versus unsubscribe. Now, I get a little upset when people report me as spam, especially because I don't add people to my list without them asking. And I think there's some confusion confusion by the end users about which way to go. And there, there needs to be some additional education that, you know, if you're not wanting to receive emails from me, that's cool, I get it. You don't need to be on my list, but don't report me to spam, please just unsubscribe. Um, but you know, if you have an email list and the more emails you send, you send out, the more likelihood that people are gonna report you as spam because that's just how it is. So don't freak out if you have people that are reporting you like I have recently done. (laughs) I have seen the error in my ways. Um, But, you know, be okay with people that unsubscribe. That's part of your filter. And um, if you are getting a lot of emails just to save face, unless it really is spam from somebody, don't don't hit the spam button. Just hit the uh, unsubscribe button and unsubscribe from their email list so that it doesn't really affect their long-term rankings with Google or with any of the other providers out there. So let's talk about how we can stay out of the spam folder because, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm creating webinar emails right now. And I think by the time it's all said and done, I will have created like somewhere around 60 emails to send out for this webinar. And um, that's a lot of darn email, but it's a way for, you know, you to create email and nurture your customer depending on where they are in the journey so we're going to get through let's let's start hopping into some of these um, best practices around email and when you're creating email and using using email to grow your business so number one this is the number one thing do not add people to your list without permission there are so many reasons to not do this um the big one is is it's illegal So especially if you're doing business with people in Europe and it is coming this way and it has already come this way for certain states, if you're adding people to your list without their permission, you can get fined and it's lots and lots of money. 
Um, for more information about that, you can actually listen to my episode with Aiden Durham. I don't have the episode number in front of me, but I will link to it in the show notes. And she talks about that. So if you are you know, confused about GDPR, I, actually, I did an, an episode on GDPR as well. And I will link to that one in the show notes as well. But um, it's a law that was implemented last, I think, April in Europe that basically protects consumer information and it monitors marketing and marketing companies and businesses and does not let them have free reign of the internet and of inboxes anymore. So just make sure you're not adding people to your list. Now I know um, I have worked with clients and I know other people that do this. Please don't do this. When you go to a um, trade show show and you have a booth or you're collecting business cards at a mixer or a business um, networking event, do not take those cards and go add them to your email list. Those people have not opted in. They have not asked you to add them to their email list. And if you're not in violation currently of laws, you will be in the near future. So just break yourself of the habit. A better way to do that is to, you know, get permission from them in some way or another to add them to your list. Um, And that can be simply, you know, as simple as if you have an opt-in form that's either paper or on your website, just make sure you have that little checkbox that says, uh, check here if it's okay to receive additional email from me in the future or something like that. You can come up with your own verbiage, but so don't add people to your list without permission. That's number one. Number two, if you have low open rates, now the three things that you really look at when you're looking at your email analytics, and if you haven't looked at your email analytics, I highly recommend it. Or if you're just getting started and you don't know which analytics to look at, um, the three that you really wanna look at are open rate, um, click-through rate, which means they not only opened it, but they clicked on a link that you placed in the email, And then um, last but not least, we get really uh, obsessed about how many people are on our list. But what I really want you to focus on instead of that is overall growth. So if you're consistently growing your email list, even, you know, by five or 10 people a day as you're getting started, that's a good metric to go by versus, you know, I need 50,000 people on your email list. Well, you I'm going to question you, you know. If you have 50,000, 17,000 people on your email list, but only 1% are people are opening that, that's not a very good, it's actually making you look bad in the eyes of the email gods, for lack of a better term. And so you're better off to have a smaller list that's very engaged that looks forward to your emails. So just be aware of that and be aware of um, those three metrics when you're looking at your email. Like you really are wanting people to open it. You're wanting people to specifically click on a link because that means they're taking the next action in your sales funnel. And third, you want to just make sure you're consistently growing your list with new subscribers that truly are interested in hearing from you. So number three, um, oh, and I, so if your open rates happen to be low and you're not getting as many people opening it, you have, you know, say you have some good subscribers, but you're not getting people to open your emails, it could be various things. Um, number one that I would have you look at is your subject line, because if your subject line isn't resonating with the reader, aka your subscriber, they're not going to open the email. 
So a, a great way to do this is to really look at those subject lines. And if you have A-B testing as a feature in your um, email service provider, now I know ConvertKit, who I use, and I'll link to them in the show notes, does offer this with their plan. And it's really kind of nice because you can set up one um, subject line and then another one, and they will send you know, 10% to subject line A and then 10% to subject line B. And then in four hours, they'll evaluate which one of those is the winner, meaning which one was opened more often and send the other 80% to the winner. So you have a more um, engaged or a, a more, the likelihood is greater that that subject line is going to be opened by the other 80%. So if you aren't sure uh, if your email ser- service provider provides that, or if it's in your current plan, I, you can just Google it in your uh, help documentation. I know for sure it's available um, with ConvertKit. I really love them. If you you know if you want to go check it out, you can click on the link in the show notes. Um, and I'm not gonna. I did a whole episode about email service providers. And it is episode number 27. So it was a couple weeks ago, but uh, I will link to that in the show notes as well. And you can go check it out and see which one might be good for you. But I'm pretty sure that I talked about A-B testing in there, but it's, you know, it's becoming more common. So just go check it out. So the other thing I want to mention about headlines is your headline is really almost more important than your copy. Because if you can't get your reader's attention with that headline, they're never going to see your copy. So your most of your energy should be spent on creating that headline. And I highly recommend that you write at least 20, if not 30 headlines, and then write your copy and then even write a few more headlines. Um, because really it is that important, it's that critical that if you don't have that headline down and you don't have a headline that piques interest and engages your audience, they're gonna they're just gonna delete your email. And I don't know how many times you've gotten an email that you're just like, yeah, I'm going to use an example of my church and I'm sure there's no one that listens to this. So, (laughs) but every week they have, I get two emails from them and one is, um, what's new at AUMC? And I'm like, nothing can be that new. You use the same headline every week. I don't even read it anymore. And then the other one is something about the youth group and they use the same thing. And I'm like, I keep trying to tell them people aren't reading this. They are so inundated with email that if you can't grab their attention with something that's of relevance in that email in the headline, it's going to garbage and nobody's reading it. So just be aware of that. Be aware of what those headlines look like and make sure you're using A-B testing if it's available to you. If not, I highly recommend you get a plan with A-B testing as an option. If you want me to talk about that more, just send me a message over on Instagram and you know, maybe I can do an episode specifically on that. And then the other piece of getting your email open is I really want uh, to encourage you to do list segmentation or list tagging. And that means you are tagging people on based on their interest area. So that when you're sending emails to them, yes, you can send like uh, your overall newsletter email or your update email once a week, once a month, whenever you send it. But really by creating those segments and um, tags for your list, you are able to better cater your content to that subscriber's interests. And that means you have gone the extra mile to start that relationship and conversation with them. And you know, I'm all about conversation and relationships. So 
That being said, um, I'm going to, I actually have an episode coming up that is going to talk about specifically um, segmenting and tagging. So look for that. I believe it's next week, but look for that episode and we'll all go into more detail about the difference between segmenting and tagging. So if you're not aware of that, um, we all talk about that more in detail next week. But just be aware that the more information you can collect about your subscriber and get uh, in your database, the better you're going to be able to serve them with information that they want and get your emails opened. So number three, another reason that you might end up in the spam folder is that your subscribers don't know who you are or they can't remember you. So how many times, and I'm raising my hand because I'm totally guilty of this, have you added, you know, you've had people sign up for your email list and then you go incognito for like three months because you're busy and you're working on stuff and it just hasn't been a priority. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to send an email to these people. And then you're kind of afraid to send the email to the people because they haven't heard from you in a hundred years and you don't want them to unsubscribe, but I'm going to encourage you to email them anyway and continue to email them consistently, whether it's weekly, bi-weekly, monthly. I really do not encourage people to email monthly. I think that's too infrequent. I have a couple of clients that I am trying to encourage them to email more often um, because people forget about you. Think about how many emails you get on a typical day. I think the average right now is somewhere between 50 and 80 emails per account. And most of us have multiple email accounts. I know I do. I have like five. Um, and you're getting 50 to new, 80 new emails. So if you only hear from someone once a month, you're going to be like, it's more likely you're going to forget who they are. And so don't be afraid if people unsubscribe, it's okay. In fact, I, one of my tips a little bit later is going to encourage you to get them to unsubscribe because if they're not the right fit for your content, you don't need them on your list. It's actually hurting you to have them on your list and not engaged. So, um, it's, it's perfectly fine to send out a, if you're truly going to commit to being consistent with sending email, to send an email and say, hey, I know I screwed up. I just wanted to let you know, I am really truly gonna serve you with email right now. Um, and it's okay if you wanna unsubscribe, I totally get it. But uh, I just wanna let you know that we're back on the bandwagon and then stick to it. So that's number three. Number four is you have too many inactive subscribers, meaning they're not interacting with your email. They're either um, opening it and throwing it away or they're moving it um, directly to the trash, which can lead your email going to the spam folder um, or they have, you know, just put it in their spam folder. That is a problem because you don't want to end up in the spam folder. So the best way to do that is to create a list cleanup. And you can easily do that by just sending a little email. And I actually have created a downloadable template for you. You'll forward slash zero three zero download. Find that download at alisaconner.com. And it is a template for you to clean up your email list. It's a quick little email you can create that says, Hey, I know I've been uh, sending you email and I noticed you haven't opened the last four or whatever. You can go back and see how many they've opened depending on which email service provider you have. And just, you know, tag those people, send them a quick email and say, it's totally fine if you need to unsubscribe, but I just wanted to um, reach out to you and make sure that everything is going a-okay with you. And if you still wanna hear from me. So let's move on to number five. Number five is you have a misleading subject line. Now, I don't find this with typical legitimate businesses. 
I don't find that, you know, regular small businesses and entrepreneurs do this very often, but some do. But don't put a, a headline in there that says, hey, you've just won, blah, 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 and then have the email be about something else, like you selling them a product, because it's a misleading headline and you just, you don't want to do it. It's gross, it's scammy, and um, it will automatically put you in the spam folder. And not only that, but probably get reported as spam as well. So make sure that you're not using a misleading subject line and uh, that you are being true and authentic and giving your, your audience the true information of what's in your email. Number six, make sure that your from address is correct. You don't want it to be coming from like some random name or even your business name. It's better to have it come from a person. So you can change that in your email settings and preferences for your email service provider. Just make sure that it has your name and I would even put like in parentheses what you're known for. So I just changed mine. I just changed it to sales funnels because I'm really focusing on sales funnels right now in my business. And so mine just says Elisa Connor parentheses sales funnels and they're gonna know you know what I'm talking about, if they're interest. And if not, that's fine. They can go unsubscribe. But Giving a real name in there, it makes it feel like it's coming from a person and it doesn't necessarily have to be you. If you have someone else on your team that's doing the email, put their name in there and then just put your company or put your company name in the parentheses or whatever you wanna do. Um, but just make sure that your from address is correct and that also, you may not be aware of this, but you need to put a physical address in your email preferences. It's required under the ICANN Spam Act and it, you will notice with MailChimp, and I believe ConvertKit does this too, but most of the main email service providers will not let you move forward in setting up your account if you don't put a real physical address in there. So just make sure you're using an address that's not made up, that it's your real address so that you are in compliance with the um, ICANN Spam Act. So Number seven, you do not include an unsubscribe link. This will immediately get you in the spam folder and maybe even worse. So don't be afraid to put that unsubscribe link in there. Most email service providers now just have it, but you, some don't have it. The, the emails that I personally get that don't have an unsubscribe link are typically people that have added me to their list that didn't ask and now I have no way of getting out of it. And it's so frustrating as a subscriber or non-subscriber or somebody that's getting spammed, I don't know. Um, just put the unsubscribe link in there. It is not a big deal. Like I think we make it into a huge deal if people unsubscribe, it's actually a good thing because that means your funnel is narrowing and not everyone is going to drink your cup of tea. So be okay with people that unsubscribe. It doesn't mean that they're gone forever. You may create some great piece of content or have a new product or service that they want down the line. Maybe they just aren't wanting to hear from you now or they're not ready to hear from you. So be okay with the unsubscribes and make sure that you add that button. So that's number seven. Number eight, you do not wanna use spam trigger words uh, in your email subject line. And there, I'm gonna give you some tools in just a minute, but some of those words are like amazing, cancel any time, check or money order, click here, free. Um, I know free is one that we can use and not realize that it's a spam trigger word, like free download. So be aware of the words that you're choosing when you're creating specifically that subject line, but also within the content of your email. So I promised you that I would give you some tools where you could actually check your email for um, spam 
likelihood, meaning you, you would end up in the spam folder. So I have three of those and two of them are free and one of them is, uh, does require a subscription. So depending on, you know, how much email you send out or if you have the budget for it, you, you could choose to use that one. And I believe the other two have upgrade plans, but they do have the free option. So the first one is called isnotspam.com. And I will link to that in the show notes as well, but you can actually put the content of your email in there and it'll tell you all the things that may or may not get you thrown into the spam folder with that specific email. It's a great way to test your email, check to see, you know, do I have enough headings? Do I have too many images? Do I, you know, is it all looking right from the perspective of the email gods? And if so, yay, green light, let's go. Um, the other one is called postmark.com and it also does, uh, the spam check very similar to the is not spam. Uh, it's not an app, it's a website. So, um, but it'll also give you a spam check. And then the last one is email on acid. And this is the one that's a paid option. It gives you quite a bit more functionality, but it's also starting at $55 a month. If you pay for the upgraded option, then, you know, it's a little cheaper, but if you have some content writers on your staff or you're creating a lot of content and you need to be darn sure that you're getting that content in front of readers and getting it opened and read and having action taken on it, then it might be worth the investment. But you could definitely start out with one of the free, two free options and then think about the other one later down the line. So again, I'll link to all of those in the show notes, but um, just make sure that, you know, you are checking it with at least one of the free tools because it's gonna do nothing but help you in the long run in getting that email open. And then the other piece of that is that you need to make sure that your design of your email is responsive and easy to read on any device. So whether that's a computer, a mobile device, or uh, a phone and mobile devices can be multiple things. It could be a laptop, it could be a phone, it could be your, uh, a tablet. So just make sure that it's easy to read. And most email statistics are currently showing that over half of email is consumed on a phone. So if it's hard to read and it's just like one giant paragraph, people aren't gonna read it, they're gonna delete it. So make sure you're using those heading tags and if you aren't familiar with those, you can, um, we can talk about that at a later time or you can reach out to me on, again, at Insta- on Instagram at Elisa M. Connor and just you know send me a direct message with your specific questions. But you wanna make sure that you have something that's easy to read, not a lot of pictures. They're finding that the emails that are created in a, like you were gonna write your mom a letter format are really doing and performing much better than these templated emails. These emails that people are putting all these pictures and design, um, you know, graphic design in it. And there's just like so much stuff. But what they're finding is none of that is really getting your email opened. In fact, most people are looking at it and going, I don't even wanna look at it. So just be aware of how you're designing that and make sure that it's your personality, easy to read, and that it can be read on any device. So here are some, I have a a specific way for you to try to educate your subscribers, your brand new subscribers on adding you to their whitelist, meaning that you're not gonna go to their spam folder. Now, typically when someone signs up for an opt-in, on my website, which is typically how people are being added to my email list, 
they will be sent to a thank you page. Well, what you can do is create a quick little video or tutorial with pictures or however you want to do it on how to be whitelisted on their email campaign. And what that essentially means is that you're giving them instructions for their email service provider, typically Outlook or Gmail, on how to add you as a contact. And I can put, I will add those directions into the download with the email template that I mentioned earlier. I'll just add the little instructions in there and um, you can go and visit my thank you page and see, see it in action. So it's really quick, it's easy, you just give them directions. And then um, you can also make a quick little video without even, you know, with screenshots basically, showing them how to drag your email from the promotions tab into their inbox if they're receiving it in their promotions tab. So just train them ahead of time and say, hey, I might end up in spam. It happens sometimes, especially depending on if you know who your email service provider is, here's how to fix it so you don't miss any of my emails. And once you do that, you're, you're setting them on the route to success and making sure that you are doing everything in your power to keep them out of, keep your email out of their spam or slash trash file. So that's what I've got for you this week is, you know, eight, actually nine different ways to stay out of the spam folder. And I'm just going to debrief again, go through them one more time um, quickly so that you have them and you you can start implementing some, some of them or all of them, or, you know, maybe going in and fixing a few things if there's just a few things you need to tweak. So don't forget to grab that download again. You can find it at alisaconnor.com forward slash 030 download. And you can also reach out to me on Instagram and that's at Alisa M. Connor and send me any of your, you know, questions, or if you liked the episode, anything, just, you know, come over there and send me a direct message and start up a conversation. Let me know how you're liking the podcast. So number one, don't add people to your list without permission. Number two, if your open rates are low, think about segmenting your list, um, tagging your list. And um, one thing that I actually forgot to mention is to look at your email and see when you're sending it out and make sure that it's a good time for your subscribers, meaning your ideal client, to receive email. So if you're sending your emails on Saturday morning and they're watching cartoons with their kids, they're not gonna see your email or if they see it, they're gonna delete it. So that was uh, one one item that I actually forgot to mention earlier that I had on my list. So make sure you're checking the, the right day and time and that you are playing with your subject lines and doing some A-B testing. Number three, If your subscribers don't remember you, reintroduce yourself and then stay in front of them. Number four, if you have too many inactive subscribers, people that aren't interacting with your list, make sure you send a list cleanup email and ask them to either, you know, engage or unsubscribe. And that's totally fine. And you can find that template again at alisaconnor.com forward slash 030 download. And number five, don't use misleading subject lines because it's it's pretty much creepy and weird and you don't wanna do that anyway. Number six, make sure that your address is correct for who the email is coming from, your email address, and add a physical address so that you are in compliance with I can spam, the I Can Spam Act. Number seven, make sure that you're including an unsubscribe link and don't be afraid of those unsubscribes. Number eight, make sure that you are not using spam trigger words and to take it one step further that you are actually testing your spam rating with one of the tools I mentioned. 
Number nine is to make sure that all of your email is responsive on multiple devices as well as easy to read. So that's what I've got for you this week. You again can find the download and the links, all the links that I mentioned in this episode in the show notes, and you will find the download at alisaconnor.com forward slash 030 download. So until next week, I hope you have a great week and it's been great tuning in with you all. If you have any questions, again, reach out to me on Instagram. That's the best way to find me at Elisa M. Connor. Have a great week and I'll see you guys next week. Take care. Bye-bye. This episode is being brought to you by my new free training, how to create an irresistible opt-in that people actually want. You know you need an opt-in. Everyone's told you you need an opt-in. What they haven't told you is what to create, how to create it, and for the love of Pete, how to connect it to both your email service provider and your website. That's why I've created this free training to give you the inside scoop about how to do all of those things. You don't want to miss this free training, so take this time right now to go sign up at alisaconnor.com forward slash simple, because I am going to help you create the simplest process that you can repeat again and again every time you need to create a new opt-in and a new download that attracts those people, grows your lists, and grows your business. Again, join me for the free training at alisaconnor.com forward slash simple. See you inside. Thanks for listening to the Feed You Podcast at www.alisaconnor.com forward slash podcast. Thank you.